episode three of the Online Chicken School podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the latest salmonella outbreak and what you can do to protect yourself, plus a little update on Sadie. It's time for the Online Chicken School podcast. Whether you've been keeping chickens for years or you're just fixing to get started, we'll help you get your schooling. And now, here's the chicken tenders, Don and Susie. Hello, I'm Don, the big chicken tender. And I'm Susie, the little chicken tender. If you're interested in backyard chickens, you're in the right place. It doesn't matter if you have a whole lot of chickens out in the country or just a few somewhere in the city. This is where we share our knowledge and experience to help you have a better experience with your flock. I first want to start out by giving a little update on Sadie, our mountain cur, that had a procedure to make sure she never became a mother. And she was locked away in jail in her little cage with her little cone of shame. And she is finally free. That was the saddest little puppy I have ever seen in my entire life locked in that box when all she wanted to do was run. You know, they did the, well, I guess it's not stitches. They don't do stitches anymore. It's glue. So they glued her shut and she can't get wet. She can't jump. She can't run. Basically, she can't be a puppy. Yeah. And the other dogs didn't have any idea why she was being punished in that little box, the poor thing. And they'd sit next to her crate. And uh, obviously it's an open crate. We didn't have her locked in a plastic crate. But so she could see them and she could see them outside playing. And then they'd come in and just sit next to her. Oh, it was just really sad. So we were thrilled to be able to set her free and take off her cone. And I think she really has a new appreciation for life. I want to bring up a question we got from Sally. Sally wants to know, which is our favorite breed of chicken? That's a hard one because we really like a, most of our chickens. Yeah, we have. Let's go through the list. We don't have a lot. We've got Rhode Island Reds. Light Sussex. Golden Lace Wyandots. Barred Plymouth Rocks. Those are the main breeds we have, and those are the ones we like to breed and hatch out baby chicks. But we do have a couple odd production Reds. Yep, and we've got a silver-laced dot, and we've got Dot Rocks. Dot Rocks being a hybrid, yeah. Yes. And uh, so that's, those are the ones we keep around. Which one's your favorite? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a real close running between my Gold Laces and my Light Sussex. And I like them for different reasons. The Light Sussex are just so pretty. They've got black neck feathers, and they're, they're all white, and then they've got that striking red comb, and they're a real sweet chicken. Um, and then the Gold Lace Wyandots, again, another sweet breed, but I, I like their coloring as well. So I guess it's not for different reasons. I guess it's pretty much the same reasons I like both of those. They don't attack me. That's, that's the main thing I look in a chicken breed. Yeah, they are the, those two are the nicest roosters we have on the property. Our Golden Lace Wyandotte rooster, his name is General So, and he is a real sweetheart. He has never been aggressive at all, but like we said, we've handled him since he was, I think we got him at three days old, and we've pretty much, not every day, but we handle him a lot, so he has kind of a sweet disposition. And then our Light Sussex rooster, his name is The Colonel, and there's no tie-in between The Colonel and General So, except for the fact The Colonel... Reminds me of Colonel Sanders with his white outfit and black necktie. So And quite overweight. He's pretty chubby. <laughs> He's a portly. I can't believe you just called Colonel Sanders overweight. Well, he everybody is a, knows. He is a portly Southern gentleman. Yes. Well, if that's how you want to say it. <laughs> they used to, 
when I was in school, they said husky. That was the code word. Big boned was what they'd say about women. Yeah. If you were a boy, you were husky. If you were a woman, you were big boned. Yes. That was code for eat less sandwiches. Chubby. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite breed that we have? Well, again, you have to break it down into what's the purpose. You know, the Rhode Island Reds, the reason we have them is because they're super, super, super layers of extra large brown eggs, and they just don't stop laying eggs. But they're not the friendliest birds on the planet. The Golden Lace Wyandots are, they're very friendly, but don't lay quite as much as the Rhode Island Reds or the Bard Rocks. And the Light Sussex, they lay the least of everybody, maybe. And when I say difference, I mean, we're talking the difference between five eggs a week and six eggs a week. I mean, we're not talking a giant difference here. But you will notice fewer eggs from the Golden Lace Wyandots that we have and from the, from the Light Sussex. But the Light Sussex, they are fun to look at. Just, I don't know what it is. I guess it's just their coloring. And they seem a little more playful to me. Yeah, they do. They like jumping up on their roost pole and then almost jumping down on each other like, haha. they are very entertaining. Now, what about our Bard Rocks? Well, before you go there, the, the Light Sussex, you have a concern about the Light Sussex because they are just now reaching, they started laying about a month ago. So they've, in just a month, they've gotten past their pullet eggs. They've gotten some decent sized eggs and we're thinking about hatching them out now. Everybody that comes to the hatchery loves that breed. They always are drawn to that and say, what is that breed? Are you, you don't hatching? See it. No. Are you hatching any of their eggs? Do you have any of those chicks? So I've got a waiting list for those a mile long. So we're just itching to start breeding them. But you have a concern about the colonel. Well, the colonel is quite portly and is having a hard time getting up on the lady. Let's just say that if the colonel were a bull rider, he's not riding the full eight seconds. No, not even like a second. I don't think there's any contact being made there. Chickens managed to do that whole thing very quickly. Yes. On I don't think off. he's on there that quick. He's, he's like bouncing off of them. Yeah, they, I don't know what it is because right now we've actually got another rooster in with that coop um, and he can jump on, jump off. I mean, he is quick and he's kind and gentle about it. He's a nice gentleman, gold lace Wyandotte, but uh, the, the colonel is just not learning. He's not taking notes. I don't know what's happening, but he waddles around trying to grab the girls and they, they don't lay still for very long for him. We may need to get him a book or something. How to woo your hen. I'm thinking of playing some Barry White in there. You think that would help? It can't hurt. <laughs> you think? I love that idea. I think we should try it because what else are we going to do? The colonel just needs to figure it out. Okay, on to the main feature for today. The CDC is out with a press release on 60 persons who were infected with salmonella. The outbreak occurred over 23 different states, and they managed to trace all those cases back to a chicken hatchery in Ohio. And, you know, salmonella is, it's a really bad sickness. You do not want to have salmonella but it really is not all that uncommon. There are approximately 1.4 million people per year that get salmonella. I mean, the restaurants, you go out to eat, have a nice evening, order a salad if you're a girl and trying to, you know, make the guy think that you don't eat it all. And you get sick from paying for food at a restaurant. 
Well, you think about the chicken, the undercooked chicken, everybody, I mean, that's been just ingrained into us that don't eat undercooked chicken because you could get salmonella. Make sure you cook your eggs because you could get salmonella. It's interesting the fact that it seems like more people get sick from eating the salads. Supposedly, that's the most dangerous thing to order in a restaurant because nothing's cooked in it. And if it touches uh, the prep area for any of the other meats, you can get a cross-contamination. The chicken ends up getting cooked, so it kills all the salmonella and it's safe to eat. But when you have a salad, you can't destroy the contamination by heating it because you didn't heat the salad. So my conclusion to that is, I'm not going to order salads anymore. Yes, that's why I won't eat salads and vegetables is because of the danger of salmonella contamination. That's what I'm going to say. Say, forget that salad. Give me a steak. The CDC does list the big outbreaks. So if you have several people get infected from one source, they list it on their website. And that's a little fun to peruse because I found out that you may have had 60 people get salmonella from this hatchery in Ohio. However, this year so far, 132 people have gotten salmonella from pet bearded dragons. Okay, I've never heard of a pet bearded dragon, but it sounds like something out of a really bad kung fu movie. I don't know anyone that has one, but apparently 132 people got sick from having it. You have 132 people got sick from pet bearded dragons, and you haven't heard anything about that yet. Anytime one person gets salmonella from having a backyard chicken, it's all over the news because people have this thing about backyard chickens now. There's this anti-backyard chicken movement. And they're trying to say, well, hold up. This is really dangerous because of all the salmonella. I haven't heard one peep about people getting sick from pet bearded dragons. And I want to know why. Maybe it's the pet bearded dragon lobby that's putting the kibosh on all this, all this uh, salmonella talk. Yeah, that could be. You got a bunch of lobbyists. Let's just call it Big Dragon. <laughs> Big Dragon. Big Dragon is paying off all the politicians and the news agencies to not cover the Pet bearded dragon cases of salmonella. And Big Egg just doesn't have the support. They yeah. just don't have the lobbyists. So I don't but know what to do about We're talking about Little Egg because backyards would be Little Egg. So Little Egg can't stand up to Big Dragon. Well, that makes sense. Salmonella is a disease and it's transmitted through chicken poo because the disease is in the chicken and whatever comes out the chicken is going to have the disease on it. You know, you can't catch salmonella like a cold. You don't just have to be in proximity. You do have to take the chicken poo that you got on your hands and you do have to introduce it into your body somehow. And that comes from rubbing your face, rubbing your mouth, eating something while your hands are contaminated with Picking this stuff. Picking your nose. Picking your nose. That's another good one. Sucking your thumb. <laughs> so don't do those things. Don't do those. So that's how you get salmonella is by coming in contact with chicken poo. The thing you have to remember about having chickens is that they are animals. And animals, as much as we love them, chickens are disgusting. So are your dogs. So are cows. So are goats. Animals walk and roll and play in things that you don't want to think about. And so in doing that, they end up getting pretty filthy. You don't have to go out and literally pick up chicken poo. The chicken poo is on your chicken's feet. It's on their feathers. It's on them. They're pretty much covered in it. So does this mean you shouldn't have chickens? Absolutely, you should not have chickens. Let's shut the whole podcast down. We're done. Thank you. That's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Obviously, we're not saying you shouldn't have backyard chickens. But 
Just like with the meat and eggs, you understand that the eggs and meat you get in the store can have salmonella contamination, and but that doesn't scare you away from eating chicken, doesn't scare you away from eating the eggs. You know that you take certain precautions, namely cooking them well, that that will kill the bacteria and you won't have a problem. You just accept that. Well, it's the same in keeping chickens in your backyard. Salmonella is reasonably rare, but it could be in your backyard chickens. There are chickens that have salmonella. There are chickens that don't show any signs of illness. You would never guess that they're sick, but they're carrying salmonella in their intestines. So it ends up in their poo. It ends up out in your yard. But if you take reasonable precautions, then you don't have to run around worried that you're going to die from keeping chickens in your backyard. My thought is just assume every chicken has salmonella, do the steps that they tell you to do, and then you don't have to worry either way. And the guidelines are not that difficult. It's not like you have to go in there with the, the bubble boy No, you've got suit. the hazmat suit and you got to breathe through the respirator. No, it's nothing like that. The first one, wash your hands. A little common sense. I mean, that's pretty much just across the board. If you're in kindergarten, if you're a human being, you wash your hands. You wash your hands after you handle your chickens, after you handle anything they've touched, their waters, when you fill up their feeders, if you're moving their coop because you have a tractor style coop. Just anytime you handle them, wash your hands with soap. And you should be doing that anyway with any animals. If you have goats, if you have sheep, if you have cows, horses, when you're done handling them, it's not like you have to be paranoid and wear gloves, but when you're done handling them, go wash your hands. And you need to wash your hands after you take off your shoes and your clothes. Now, that's something most people don't think about. You take off your shoes, where were your shoes just at? Well, you need to wash your hands then. So it's getting in a habit, and this will help keep you sick from many things. True. You know, this is always good practice. It's not like something that you're going to have to like totally rearrange your life to do. Pretty easy. The other one is when you eat the eggs, make sure they're cooked. I mean, I don't know how many people make a Rocky shake in the morning, you know, and and down some raw eggs. It's kind of gross, but just cook them. Here's my favorite piece of advice because it is strange. Again, these are all from the CDC. These are suggestions from the CDC. Don't let live poultry in your house. Who would do that? Do you really have to make a bullet point for that? I bet you do. That's why it's there, because people must do it. It is. And they said specifically in this outbreak, many, okay, I'm going to read from the CDC here. Many ill persons in this outbreak reported bringing the live poultry into their homes and others reported kissing or cuddling with the live poultry. Okay. What do you say to that? You say you need a little bit of help. We did say in episode one that chickens make very good pets. However, we don't mean pets like a puppy dog, like a kitten. You shouldn't be bringing them into the house. You shouldn't be snuggling with them. You shouldn't be going to bed with them. There are people that actually will make products like chicken diapers so that the chicken won't poo in your house while they're running around. Well, now I did see a lot of pictures of chickens in people's homes on different Facebook groups. And I think that was only in the winter. And the reason was it's so cold outside, I have to bring my chickens in. Now, if you're going to do that, I totally understand. If you have a basement and you have a, an area that is kind of quarantined off from... Garage would be yeah, better. Yeah, a garage is good. But if you are bringing them inside, 
don't bring them in your kitchen where all of your cooking utensils are, where this can get on those. You know, just be a little smart. And when the chickens go back outside, sanitize that area like it had salmonella. Use napalm. <laughs> I don't think you need to go that far. That would maybe affect you. Oh, how about bleach? Yeah, bleach, bleach solution or any of the other. There's a lot of natural products that that kill bacteria and things as well that you can use. I mean, just just use some common sense. Be smart about it. But still no licking your chickens. And that's what you're doing when you handle the chicken. You have all that stuff in your hand and then you stick your fingers in your mouth. <laughs> that's gross. We're having a little fun at the expense of people who bring chickens in their house. But it's understandable because where is the information that tells you you shouldn't bring your chickens in your house, that you should never carry them inside? You know, nobody talks about this stuff. The whole backyard movement has really just focused on backyard chickens are healthier. They have less diseases. They're better for you. They're going to be your best little pet friend. And they haven't really hit on the fact of, listen, use good, clean practices to make sure that you don't pick anything up. Well, and one of the important things to know is that in this outbreak, it hit all age groups. It went from under one years old to 95. And 40% of those people were under the age of 10 that were contaminated. So children that are under five years old or people with weak immune systems shouldn't be handling chickens at all. Yep. That's the CDC guideline. And, you know, of any of these, we're, we, when I looked through all the suggestions, I said, yep, we do all these and we do them pretty well. The one we maybe don't do quite, follow quite to the letter is that one. We've got our little niece, Brooke, and she comes over every once in a while and Susie will bring the chickens over for her to pet. She doesn't let Brooke climb in the coop and she doesn't let her do, you know, really hang out in their environment. She brings the chicken to Brooke and then immediately afterwards, Brooke is off to get her hands washed. Absolutely. I mean, they're kids. If you even just say, hey, Brooke, go wash your hands. You just handled the chickens. What what kid really washes her hands well? Come on, tell me that boys don't go, okay, I wash my hands. They didn't even use soap. Yeah, boys don't get anywhere near soap until they're about 36 years old. <laughs> you just started, huh? <laughs> I'm a little bit older. It's been a few years since I started using soap. Well, and one thing that I have to watch is when we're out tending to our chickens and even just watching them and being entertained by them, we're sitting on our golf cart, we're having a, a glass of soda, we're drinking something, having some snacks. Well, we have to be really mindful about grabbing that cup, drinking it, going out, grabbing the chicken, handling it a little bit because you do want to handle your chickens to right. keep them friendly and then going, sitting back down, grabbing that cup again. You know, it's those little things that sometimes you don't think about that you just have to make a habit of not doing or doing to protect yourself. That, that's a good point. You just, you want to make sure you, you just want to think about these things. That's what it boils down to. You don't have to be freaked out. You don't have to be paranoid. But you know what? It's as simple. It sounds like a lot to digest, but it really isn't. And it, if you do it a little bit, it becomes second nature. Like when you get in the car and the first thing you do is put on your seatbelt. If you just follow the rules a couple times, it'll become second nature. You know, at the beginning of the program, I very intentionally left out the name of the hatchery. Now, I'm not going to tell you the name of the hatchery for shock value, but I'm just going to say it because in a way, it's a little bit ironic. Is that okay? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. 
Okay, but before I tell you the name of the hatchery, I want to say, this is my disclaimer, this can happen to any hatchery. And it has. It's happened to a bunch of different hatcheries. It's easy to have a little salmonella outbreak. They take care of it. They're done with it. It just happens. Well, there were three hatcheries that had a salmonella outbreak in 2012 and two in 2013. So it's happened to more than just this one. Except this one happened to the Mount Healthy Hatchery in Ohio. That is kind of ironic. Here's another little factoid. This is the third year in a row that they've had a salmonella outbreak. I think it's time that somebody thinks about changing their name. Yeah. They should make it Bob's Hatchery. Yeah. Just, how about just Mount Hatchery? Mount Hatchery. <laughs> just drop the healthy. For a while. Maybe just for a while until you can get one or two years under your belt. Yeah. Now, there, there is a test that you can do. If you got chicks from Mount Healthy and you're concerned about salmonella and you just want to either put your mind at rest or decide what you feel comfortable doing, you can find a vet that'll do a test. There's also tests that you can send off uh, to different places that will test it for different strains of salmonella. So if you're concerned, test your chickens. Okay, I believe that's all we have for you today on salmonella. Let's just recap real quick. Don't lick your chicken. Wash your hands, change your clothes, wear different shoes. Did I miss anything? No, it's pretty simple. And don't let the little ones play in the chicken yard. Yeah, good idea. All good information. If you want to find the show notes for today's episode, you can go to onlinechickenschool.com slash the number three. And on those show notes, we'll post a link to the CDC's recommendations of how to keep backyard chickens safely. So you can go over that list yourself and see what you want to implement for your own uh, flock. Okay, if you like what we're doing, why don't you go over to iTunes and give us a rating over there. And if you don't like what we're doing, just email me. I can give you a list of other chicken podcasts to listen to. That's a great idea. We also have several social media links on our website, onlinechickenschool.com. If you want to stay in touch with us, you can email us. You can send us a message on Facebook, and we'd love to interact with you and answer any questions you have. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Online Chicken School podcast. Look for us on the web at onlinechickenschool.com.